Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff wow. Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me from the Boston area, Samantha Balch. How you doing, Sam? It is raining, which is confusing because it was snowing two days ago and now it's mm-hmm. raining and then tomorrow it's going to be like 50 degrees so it'll all melt. We so had, I'm confused, but doing my best. We had much rain yesterday um both dogs uh and, and thunder and lightning and the dogs aren't big oh. fans of that so uh oh. Gigi didn't go outside for like 30 hours she's got the uh oh. she's got that uh, yeah um not that she wasn't asked but she she uh <laughs> she's uh got the she's got a iron trap bladder and and bowel control so uh have you cool. considered getting her a raincoat um no because the rain okay but that would be so funny water it's the thunder and apparently oh yeah that's gonna do nothing apparently the air pressure because sometimes even if there's no thunder around the she'll go out in the rain but sometimes it's like the the if she senses the barometric pressure is wrong she decides she's like like, if there's a i'm actually not here for this if there's a chance of thunder within a four or five hundred mile radius she's not into it um (laughs) So today we had to go out oh, and burn no. off all that extra energy and uh, spend extra time at the beach since we we didn't get there yesterday because of the well, scary. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I got I got a a big a big podcast related announcement. We have a big podcast a new, related announcement. A new uh, youngest listener and possibly youngest co-host on the show. Um, Air horns. Uh, uh, Brett Brett gave birth uh, New Year's Eve to little Ivy, Ivy Taylor Sandstrom. Beautiful, beautiful Aww. little girl. Seen a couple pictures. Uh, Brett will be on with me soon. Um, we're scheduled to record about a week or so to to go through the whole delivery process. She she failed me. I I wanted to record Ooh. an episode during during uh, labor, but. Uh, Apparently why? She, why, why? I mean, why not? I I don't know. That's really, yikes. It sounds terrible from what I've heard. Never been through it. Don't want to because it sounds awful. Mm, I've been through it a couple times. No biggie. Um, <laughs> I was fine. The air condition, you know, the first time the air conditioning was a little bit too cool. So mm, I got a little right. chilly. Um, but, you know, um, but so I, I, I'm assuming she forgot. Um, Weird that uh, that was not on her list of priorities. But. Yeah, yeah, and and apparently having a newborn leads to a little bit of uh, 
of uh, disruption in the sleep schedule. So uh, I've never heard so, that in my life. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, never heard that they do that. Well, I mean, and that's why Brett and I have been talking about this whole whole new momming adventure she's on because uh, we wanted to bring some some new insights uh, to the to the table. So, uh, so Brett, so if you're exciting. listening to this, congratulations on the uh, on the mommying. Um, also, you're doing great. Uh, I've got, now we got we got more important updates. We got a, <laughs> we got a head shaver a head shaver update. I can tell. Um, have uh did i talk to you about my head shaver problems i don't remember who i talked to um no you haven't talked to me about the problems i can just tell that your head is shaved yeah so you have the regular old clippers i, I shaved my head with and that got a, a nice shave but then i got a a fancier one with the the rotating thing oh uh, and uh and it worked great until until it like completely discharged um in mid-use and i was left with a half shaven head and uh <laughs> Laughing with, not laughing at. Yeah, yeah, laughing, laughing with me. With. Um, no, the first laughing thing I thought was, well, that'll go in the podcast. And then a few <laughs> weeks after that, I, I it, it charged up and it was working fine. And then one day I hear I hear this buzzing from the bathroom. Mm. There's not supposed to be mm. anything buzzing in my bathroom. And not typically. I, I walk into the bathroom and it had turned itself on and was just buzzing around. Question. Yes. Question. My hand is up. Do you think that a ghost was trying to shave their head? Um. Have we considered the angle that there is some disgruntled poltergeist living within the snuggery that would also like to have a clean dome? Sure, that's a possibility. If if ghosts weren't bullshit, that would be a a real possibility. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> new, new, um, new new parents don't get a lot of sleep also huh? no ghosts lots of i'm learning uh, so much today we're breaking oh, a lot of news in this episode um so I, I i shut it off and i i bring it out of the bathroom with me and i put it on the kitchen counter and a little while later it turns itself on again don't love this and i turn it off and it turns itself That's on crazy. again and oh. it turns itself it, 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 so we keep going through this and it's it, it and i'm how long will it take the battery to die and after a while i i uh i try to tape down the button so like maybe if the that's button fine. Is pushed that might yeah. work but that, that doesn't work and then i decided well i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking drown it so i i filled <laughs> up a <laughs> what you're right so, so sorry, no, clearly not your first thought. You had several other first thoughts, but then your thought was, "I'm going to take this piece of electronic equipment and mm -hmm. submerge it in water." Well, I mean, it's made to be used in the shower, so it's, it's okay. Very well, okay. I didn't understand so it's, that. It's That's water. Fair. It's water friendly, but I think maybe the submersion will get in there and and short it out. Yeah, um, clean so it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, sure. I want it to die. Um, yes. It's, it's got no, it's not got, got no panel. I can't get into it without smashing it and disable anything. So um, I fill up a, a bowl with water and and put it right. in there and, and put something on top of it to weight it down a little bit. And then a few minutes later, it starts up again. Um, and then so I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to smash it, but I didn't want pieces all nice. over the place. And it was kind of raining outside. So I just, I just beat it against the kitchen counter a couple of times. Um, yes. Point of order question. Was Tasha home? She was, she was taking a nap. Oh, I, well, was she when the smashing happened or did it happen? Sure, sure, sure. sure. No, she's she, like, yes, she, just up to his antics. 
No, if, she, if she's going to go to sleep, she goes to sleep. Um, and so Good I beat it against the counter a couple of times and then it stays off for a while. I thought, oh, victory is mine. And yes. uh, and then it started up again. And uh, and then then I gave up. I just put it outside on the patio in the rain and let it let it sit out there until it completely died. And it, you, you surrendered it to the porch and said, please. Yeah. Yeah. So so then I go on Amazon and, and it's. Send her warranty because I've only had it for less than a month. And uh great. And uh they've got they I mean, depending on what you buy, their different support options are different every time. Yes. But with this, they're like, talk to a person or just chat with a person. And I'm like, okay. And I start chatting with this person, and there I'm like, hey, this thing wouldn't shut off. And and I I try, did you try holding the power button down for a long time? And I'm like, yeah, and they're to go through it. And I said, yeah. yeah, I tried tried all that stuff. Go ahead. Is it, is it, does at some point does this person say did you try putting it out on your porch for a few hours in a rainstorm no no not yet and <laughs> and i'm like i i can't return it because it came with a bunch of stupid attachments that i didn't want want and so they went to the garbage right away so um i'm, I'm sure i avoided any opportunity to return it but right. lucky for me they must have had lots of problems with these things because they're like uh no we'll 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 give you a full refund anyway you don't need to return it Nice. So now, and so, and so they they issued a full refund. I went and ordered right. a another another brand. It, That's it arrived probably a good idea. Day. And and so far, I've been happily bald. I cannot wait until next month when we record and we hear about how this one has now started down a path of destruction and terror. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, then okay. If that happens, then I'll start believing in ghosts or or start uh, looking into the possibility of ghosts with you. Um, so speaking of of smashing things when they don't work, um, yeah, we can talk about destruction a little bit. I gave you last time we recorded. Yeah. I gave you some homework. You did. Um, to, it's written down to, here uh, somewhere. To to generate a. It uh, is. A, a, a post for the uh, Playvolution site and you you got your homework in, you got your homework in on time and it was about destruction and block play. And so I it thought sure we could was. talk a little bit about that topic. So where shall we start? I think the part about it for me that's always stuck out is, and so this is specifically about block play, but I think you, mm -hmm. you can apply it to lots of different things. Um, is that I've been in so many situations where like classrooms with like different teachers or like visiting classrooms or whatnot, um, where the expectation with blocks is that we build something with them and then we take them down, quote, nicely, unquote. We nicely take them down. The blocks are only for building things. They're not, you can't throw them. You can't smash them. You can't knock them over. You can maybe pretend the block is like a phone or a car if you want to, but otherwise we are building, preferably we are building up, but not too far up, just a little bit. Uh, and then you will, once I ring my little bell, you will pick them up piece by piece and put them back, preferably on my Eckers certified shelf that has the little silhouette of each block shape on it. So here's where the long skinny rectangles go and here's where the arches go and here's where the squares go. You you don't know that person. That's not a real person, <laughs> is it? It's is more than one person. 
no, no, I mean, person. no, you're laughing and I don't know if you're serious. Is that really? No, I am. Yeah, this is more than one. This is an amalgamation of at least three people that I've okay, worked with. Three, I got to know more about these three people. Um, <laughs> well, you can keep amalgamating. Um, yes, I will. Are they? Details will be changed. Are they people you would really like to party with? Mm, no. No, in fact, they're people uh, that I generally try to stay away from and might have left jobs partly because of. Like, you, this isn't it. Look, listeners, if if that if if you are a build with the blocks and then take blocks down structures down piece by piece, what I'm going to say now doesn't refer to you, but those people you specifically referring to, Sam, their problem must be because they have a block lodged somewhere uncomfortably <laughs> um, horizontally instead of vertically in their rectum, right? That you know. You'd think, and it's entirely possible because there are details of their personal lives I truly do not know. Um, sure. But just the over and over again hearing, uh, oh, you can't build any taller than your nose. It can only be mm -hmm. as tall as your nose. And then you have to stop. You can't knock it over because there are people here. So you have to take it down from the top. And we take it down. It's not, I, I actually did hear someone say, I am not making this up in a block area. They're not for playing. They're for building. I was like, what? What? I would what do need, you mean? I would need to see an x-ray to believe that person didn't have a block lodged in their rectum. And um, I, I guess what this person was trying to get at is like, don't make a mess with the blocks, which also is a weird thing to ask children to do. Sure. Um, but just... Yeah, truly, truly hilarious. They're not for playing. They're for building. I As know. if oh, yeah. these are like distinctly different things and like there isn't value in playing, but there's value in building. And also, what does this four-year-old know about, quote, building, unquote, as opposed to playing? Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, I've bumped into the can't build higher than the um right. rule higher than your waist is the lowest one i've heard um higher than your shoulders um higher than your head uh i've never i've never heard the mid face um yeah uh, nose level, but... very amusing to I me guess, that it was nose I guess specifically. That makes it at least since since the nose sticks out a little bit it makes it easier to easier to major exactly it's like oh okay it's right up yeah. my nose but then do you get to stand on your toes if you want to go a little bit a So little this bit is what and... I always thought was funny. And in these situations, I would sometimes subvert. Um, like if they said, like, if someone else said it can't be higher than your nose and someone was building, I'd be like, oh. And they would say, oh, it's at my nose. Like, huh, I wonder what would happen if you stood on that other block. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they're a little taller. <laughs> I mean. Wow, I mean, I... weird. I've I've gotten kids eight foot tall extension ladders to build block towers. So uh Heck yeah. Um, I'm 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 in there for the for the crash because for a lot of children, the only re reason for building the structure is to make it crash afterwards. Right. And I think there is so much to be said about how the crash afterwards is like you said it's their goal and also that itself is creating something right like yeah. that's creating a noise that's creating a pile that's creating you can call it a mess that's creating it's a cause and effect right like 
this thing has now happened. A lot it's, of people tend to turn around. Teacher. Yeah, a lot of people tend to turn around and look at me when I crash the blocks over and when I yell. Sure, it's and creating really attention. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's always, you know, for so many kids, that's huge. They love, so, like, um, yes. I mean, because Because that destruction piece, it's it's really... In for a lot of kids, it's about it's about power. It's about right. I have I have the the agency to act on the universe and cause exactly cause a cause a thing, and right. that's a that's a there's 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 a hunk of learning in there, and it's it's that is isn't that what we want all children to be like to walk out of our care feeling like right like they have the power to enact change on something because then we want them to take that and expand it into you know they have the power to enact change in their communities and you know lead a fulfilling life that helps them solve problems they think are interesting and helps other people lead fulfilling lives isn't that sort of like the crux of the whole thing is we want them to have power mm -hmm. and feel good oh well I argue we talk about it but mm -hmm. if we if we really wanted that to happen I think early learning programs and school systems would look a lot different. Um, yes. We, I mean, it it seems more like we want compliant. Oh yeah. Easily herded people, don't we? Yeah, not like if, me personally, but on a on a um a societal level, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. But then you hear people. Like, at least for me, like in my teacher education classes, right, we're always like very, it was very dead poet society, you know, like we're all going to have these like freedom writers, these incredible moments, and we're going to change the trajectory of children's lives, and they themselves are going to go out and do incredible things. Um, and then all of my time was spent talking about behavior charts. Mm -hmm. So the, the messages were getting really mixed in yeah. there. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I think denying this kind of play, this kind of destructive play, or just the act of destruction itself is denying the child the chance to have that power and to see what that feels like and to see what it's like to alter dynamics in a group, mm -hmm. which y people desperately need to have because they're going to be in groups for the majority of their life. And uh, you gotta know what it's like. So start early. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean the whole the whole desire to destroy what you create, it it really goes deep into the human psyche. I mean, it's it's really the phoenix rising from the ashes. We've got a lot of a lot of our mythology is built on this idea of destruction. I I mean, there's I mean, we I mean flooding the world and and uh destroying Pretty bad, yeah, it big and, one and uh all of all of this kind of hard stuff. reset yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um and and so i i think instead of fighting that in our block area and elsewhere we should look for ways to to support children's interest in destruction and i don't right. want to get all schema playy but um scattering is a a a schema and sure children is. are very interested in that kind of chaotic fallout of of making a mess and letting the letting the pieces fall where they will not only in the block area but in other places and so right so i think we need to figure out how to how to support that and i think 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some people listening or some people listening who know people that their concern is this idea of violence, right? Mm-hmm. Is that destruction is very violent. And my response to that would be that, yes, destruction can be violent, but there's numerous types of destruction that happen in our natural world that aren't themselves violent or bad. Like we're assigning a value to a child knocking over blocks and saying that they're doing it because they're rowdy or they're, you know, they're aggressive. When in reality, that might not be what they're feeling. Like a lot of natural wildfires happen and then there's incredible new growth afterwards. Sure. Right. If there's a storm on a beach, oh, it's so much fun to go walking afterwards and see what washed up. Like there's tends to be a lot of interesting flotsam and junk. And that's really cool. Like there's a lot of it, just because something is destructive doesn't necessarily mean it's violent. And just because children are engaging in destruction doesn't necessarily mean that they are violent. Yeah, I have yeah. um, like I have a buddy right now who loves paint so much. It's it's him and paint forever, baby. Like he wants it all over his body and all over the paper to the point that the paper becomes so saturated, no matter what kind of paper we're using, that it starts to rip and break because it's completely soaked with seven different colors of paint that he's been gently putting on there for an hour. And so he'll rip it because now he's got cool paint paper mud stuff. And that is so interesting. Like it's very interesting for me to watch that because that makes my skin crawl. I hate having stuff on my hands and arms and like, ew, no, stay away. And he adores it. He loves it all, all over his shirt, all over his pants. Doesn't even notice until he stands up and he goes, Oh, I got to change. Yeah, bud. I think you do. Because you're getting paint all over the chair and all over everything, you, the people you're walking into. But I, I, I imagine like, you there in a beside him in a hazmat suit with a yeah, respirator. Functionally, yeah, I have a poncho on. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, don't touch me. But he's <laughs> like you're at a Gallagher you could, show. I, I <laughs> like I can hear, you know, the teacher that was like, "Oh, that's not for playing. That's for painting." Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can I can hear someone making that argument like, oh, well, he's just destroying it. He's just ripping it up. Like, well, I don't actually know exactly what's happening in his head, but I know this brings him a ton of joy. He loves to talk with me while we do it. Uh, earlier today when he was doing this, he said uh, he was going to make the pile of paint reach the whole ceiling. Like, that is so interesting. How much paint is that going to take? That's and then he started talking about pouring up paper. Yeah how much paint he's gonna need and then he was noticing like even if he pours the paint in the same space it always spreads how do you get the paint to stay i'm like whoa what a good question don't know yeah we should work on it some more lots of of thinking going on there yeah lots of great thinking and then you know for me to hear people say that because like because there wasn't a piece of art to go home that day or something or like he you know he didn't actually paint something mm-hmm. so he wasn't quote doing it right like, don't, yeah. like i think he was doing it exactly how he needed to and exactly how he was interested in and what happens next is all of my concern but none of my worry yeah. i guess is how i would phrase it yeah and i think the the adult concern about destructive play is often the same as, as it is about superhero play and weapons play and rough and tumble play and things like that, because it, it has this aesthetic that doesn't look like they imagine early childhood should look, because it's not all 
all unicorns farting rainbows and butterflies or or children sitting quietly in a circle yeah yeah, singing a song about spiders yeah i think i think that also you know it all it all comes back i talk about this a lot that i think it all comes back to power a lot and how we give children power or take it away and i think going back to what i mentioned earlier about how you know my ultimate goal would be excuse me for children to walk out feeling like they are powerful and have the ability to enact meaningful change. Uh, I think even in the recesses of a lot of our minds, like you said, what we're really looking for is compliance or what we know schools are like, if we're in early childhood, we know that kindergarten's looking for compliance, right? Mm-hmm. If we are in kindergarten, we know first grade's looking for compliance. So even in the recesses of our minds, when we outwardly say, oh yeah, I want kids to feel powerful and safe and like they can have great imaginations when they start to do things that threaten the balance of who is in power and it takes it away from the adults and the children try to give it back to themselves. A lot of the times I think our first reaction is going to be to shut it down because we don't want that status quo interrupted. I, whoa, what what do you mean? They're not going to listen to the things I tell them to do. I need them to sit and also not to play, just to build. Yeah, yeah. And I mean- Look, my 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 lived experience is that if you let children build block towers as tall as they want and then knock them down, if for the, the children that don't move quick enough might get whacked in the head with a block or two, and then either they learn to move quicker or build shorter towers. And that's much more effective than me saying 400 times a day that we can't build higher than our nose. Um, let them have the real experience and and figure it out. And, and eventually, if you let them do the destructive play, whether it's ripping up the, uh, the paint-saturated paper or knocking down the, the block towers, eventually they move on. Uh, right. Because there aren't, there aren't a lot of former three-year-olds that are now 20-year-olds that are daily building big block structures and 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 knocking them down. They're they're destroying other things. They're they're, right. they're, just, they're destroying their I mean, relationships. They're destroying the economy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's other things to destroy. Um, we spent a lot of time in the block area. We touched on art. Another another bit of destruction you see in the art area is is uh, the kids who who paint a quote unquote pretty picture of a butterfly or a yes. unicorn or something, and then they'll they'll scribble all over it, and then yes. the adult is like, "Oh, you ruined your but oh oh my god!" And it's the you ruined it like I, and I know I get it. Okay, I hear it because so often, especially if it's a kid who we haven't seen a lot of representational art from them, and all of a sudden they're doing it, we want to like capture that and be able to show that off. I was mm-hmm. like, look at this kid and the things that they've done. I'm begging you, if you are the kind of person, and I have done this before, right? I have said, oh, it's ruined. You know, I was young and stupid. Um, not that you're young and stupid. You're very smart, everyone listening. Begging you to change it to, oh, you changed it. And just leave that there. Make it a neutral term. Yeah, yeah. You, cha- you changed your picture. And then just let them talk about it. I have had kids tell me, yeah, I didn't like it. And I'm like, okay, I hear that. I get that. Okay, not your finest work. Wow. That's a very tough critic for a four-year-old, but okay. (laughs) That's fine. But you have to give them that space to decide what their art's going to be. 
Yeah, it's it's all about that process. And the dramatic play, destructive play goes on. You ever you ever the kids in the dramatic play area, they they set things up, they're playing house or whatever, and then and everything gets knocked all around because there's a tornado or yes, or oh my god. Uh, a lot for for us it's a dinosaur. A oh, lot sure, a dinosaur sure. comes in a lot. Like rock someone's rocking a baby, someone's saying, I'm the daddy, I'm going to sleep, and then someone runs over, dinosaur. Sure. And that is how the dinosaur announces itself. And then, <laughs> the, you know, the house has to change what's happening. And I, fe- I feel like people are, I might be wrong about this, I but I've encountered people, quote unquote, correcting children's dramatic play less. Like if the dinosaur comes into the house, I've encountered fewer people saying, oh no, this is a house, there are no dinosaurs. than I have encountered people's like talking about block building in a certain way and quote doing art unquote in a certain way. Oh. So so yeah. the build to your nose people were were okay with dinosaurs in the dramatic play area? Yeah. Huh. That was okay. Oh huh. that's interesting. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if yeah I don't know if that's a typical experience or if there's um I don't know. I just work have worked with a bunch of freaks. I don't know. I mean that's definitely true but yeah I mean two things can be true. Um <laughs> And and another another form of play, I I love uh, giving kids um, um, mashers and hammers and having them letting them smash stuff. Um, that's another yeah. fun way to play with with destruction. I know after Halloween, a a lot of programs will will let kids uh, uh, play play at smashing pumpkins and and that. What yeah, so they, I I did I did this. Did, did you do, um, do you listen to smashing pumpkins when you smash pumpkins? Uh, I do in my head or like I'll like sing little bits from some of the songs to them periodically and they'll be like what are you doing don't worry about it it's funny only to me um but so I did this one uh this past year with pumpkins and hammers and various other destructive tools um and I had I had like sent a photo of the hammer smashing a pumpkin you could not see the kid's face uh to my family with like you know happy happy day after Halloween and my family brings this up all the time. They're like, Sam's just out here giving kids hammers. She's just letting them have hammers. Uh, we saw those pictures of Sam sawing a table with children. Like, okay, first of all, I feel like I'm being very singled out here. And second, I do not apologize because they are under my care and it's very fun. I think they're, my family's just jealous that they didn't get to smash things with hammers I, when they were three. I think you, know, you need to take them to uh, one of those rage rooms for- Oh, man. For, uh, for we next, should have uh, one get together. in the family home. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should just get one, put it together. That'd be great. Hey, mom, guess what? Um, <laughs> that would be that would be a delightful family. You plan that for next Thanksgiving and, and get some yeah, video. Yeah, I'll do that. I think we'll another do. another reason we haven't touched on for for the interest in destruction is um, it's often cathartic. Oh my god! Yeah, um, there there is an emotional release for a lot of kids with that kind of activity, and whether it's just ripping up paper or whether it's 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 smashing something or or whatever it is, there there is some. I mean, there's there's some value to that if we step back and and look for it. Absolutely. And like, I mean, think about, you know, other behaviors like stomping your feet or yelling or you've never been a 13 year old girl to my knowledge. But as a former 13 year old girl, the standing at the top of the stairs and screaming and then slamming your door. Oh, like after you go through that, 
then you you take the biggest breath and then if you're me you cry for a while um mm-hmm. such such a release just that whole action and i so for for some of these you know especially like the three-year-olds i work with right now i can absolutely see how the knocking of the thing over is getting something out that maybe they're not able or ready to articulate to me but is mm-hmm. absolutely vital to their emotional well-being yeah I took my daughter's door away from her for that once. She was like six. Six. I'm like, oh I'm like, you can't, you can't be slamming the doors and too much and, slamming. And I said, next time you slam your door, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your door away. And then, and then she slammed the well, door, and I, you followed I through. Take, Logical consequences. I had to take, take the door, but then the door didn't get slammed any anymore. I gave it, I gave slammed. it right back. I, that was, yeah, I right back. Um, so she was 13 when she was six. So that was, and still kind of is, um, 13. Um, but, um, moving, moving on. Yes. Moving past um, girlhood. <laughs> yes. Destruction. I mean, when, when my son was, he must've been about eight and he'd always loved his little, little hot wheel max matchbox cars. And I've talked about this yeah. in, the, in the, in the show before he was, he was out on his workbench and he was, he was sorting them. He was smashing some of them with hammers with a hammer and he put them in his little wood vice and then smash them and then put the pieces and and then in the others he was saving and he was just he was sorting through his cars um that's amazing and he didn't he you know these are old and i don't want them anymore i'm like yeah oh okay yeah. you've got four thousand of them do do what this you is like. upcycling yeah but but part of it was he was he was growing up and he wasn't playing with them as much anymore so part of it was him breaking up with that that interest and love he had for those things when he was a little kid yeah. and becoming this this slightly older kid um now i have i have a a fantastic related story um my younger sister and i my sister is two and a half three years younger than me um so we we had barbies for a long time uh we had a couple of bratz dolls again i'm 30 so this makes sense you know that uh, but we didn't like them as much. And then we we went through this, like, I, I a lot of girls go through uh, uh, female people, like, oh, I don't like Barbies anymore. Barbie makes me angry, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm different and cool. Uh, so we shaved all of the Barbies' heads with scissors. We cut them all. Um, we, told, we, like, made up stories about how they had to have been in prison because their clothes were so ugly and no one would ever leave the house wearing that. And at one point we're playing this. And so I was probably, I was probably like 11, 10 or 11. So my sister would have been like seven, I think. Um, My mom walks in and sees what's happening with like the cutting of the hair and immediately walks back out. She's like, I don't, y'all are going through something. So you all do it. But like so much of what was unsaid about that experience was us trying to figure out, you know, what is our identity? in relationship mm-hmm. to each other, in relationship to the things we had when we were, you know, young kids. And now like Sam's a big kid, but Tabitha's still kind of a little kid, but like, is she, what are we even doing? It was <laughs> very, very weird. But also I think an important rite of passage of sure. destroying something that now we can look back on and talk about and think about how, you know, those things did or did not serve us. Yeah, yeah, I remember Barbies laying around that had uh, tattoos drawn on them. Oh um, yeah, 
that tattoo Barbie. Um, any final thoughts on this before we uh, before we wrap it up? Because then I've got a very important question to you that's been bugging me this whole episode. Oh boy! Okay, so excited. Uh, any final thoughts? No, destruction is scary. Like I feel like it can be really scary to embrace it. Um, but then after, I feel like for me it was like after a week and a half, two weeks, all of a sudden it felt really, really normal because yeah. it wasn't so jarring anymore. Like the first couple of magnetile structures that come down. Um, like when they smash it, are going to scare you if you are easily startled. And then eventually you get very, very used to it. Sure. And you're like, yeah, sure. okay. Now, for my very important question, yes. what's your ring situation? Yes. I we've been. Are you wearing rings that you didn't used to wear? <laughs> or what? No, these are these are. I actually am missing one because it broke, which is a bummer. No, I have. Uh, so I have my wedding, my engagement ring, uh -huh. and then my wedding band which is a new wedding band that I got a couple of years ago for our five-year anniversary. So it has like five little stones on it. Um, okay. And then I, I've got my, my signet ring. My sister and I have matching signet rings. Um, because okay. why get a tattoo when you can get an expensive piece of jewelry? Uh -huh. And then I have uh, one ring that's shaped like a little triangle that I wear with another ring that has like a little divot in it. This was my mom's first uh, wedding ring to the same man by the way it's my dad uh she just doesn't like gold so after they had been married for a while she got my i think my great-grandmother's uh like platinum art nuovo nonsense and ring it's very you've, pretty you've worn all those rings every time we've recorded for all of our recordings almost times? every time yeah turn your hands yeah, I mean, around I, I wear all the time. what 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 okay but the, no wait on the oh, one on your on your index finger oh, there's a hunk of... yeah okay so the the signet ring is made of brass uh -huh. um, and it's way too big for me so i have okay. a little ring sizer that's just like a coiled piece of plastic that i wear so that it doesn't fall off my finger is is that I, new no that's been there forever oh huh. okay. well, i've had listeners... this i've had this ring since we lived in san diego Okay. Um, I will say, I will say, okay, when, when I, when we were in Hawaii and I was rock climbing more frequently, I wouldn't wear my rings. Like if, if we were recording right after rock climbing, I wouldn't wear my rings to rock climb. Okay. Well, I just noticed, uh, apparently you, maybe you flapped your hands around more than usual. I, maybe, I, honestly, I, but I, sure and then I usually drawing. have a ring on my thumb that says huh. nuance because huh. that made me laugh when I saw it. Sure. Listeners, I'm sure you're very interested in my 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 squirrel-like reaction to, to yeah how many rings do you wear i have exactly zero rings don't don't have a <laughs> wedding room ring never had a wedding ring never worn a wedding ring don't wear rings don't wear jewelry um mostly back when i was do, back when i was doing a lot of woodworking there's always a chance that you you that get jewelry stuck in something and lose a finger. Um, we don't need that. So this has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. That's really wondering what's your uh, what's your ring situation. It's your um, ring sitch. And and hey, if you don't have an appetite to destruction for destruction, but you know some kids who do, um, get comfortable with it because there's a lot of value in it. Back you work soon. on that. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. I also have a cool burn on my arm. I don't oh, know if you see that. Congratulations. What did Thank you do? Thank you. Uh, I put bread in the oven. Oh, well. Nothing fun.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.